This episode of Keeping It Real is brought to you by Real Geeks. How many homes are you going to sell this year? Do you have the right tools? Is your website turning soft leads into interested buyers? Are you spending money on leads that aren't converting? Well, Real Geeks is your solution. Find out why agents across the country choose Real Geeks as their technology partner. Real Geeks was created by an agent for agents. They pride themselves on delivering a sales and marketing solution so that you can easily generate more business. Their agent websites are fast and built for lead conversion with a smooth search experience for your visitors. Real Geeks also includes an easy-to-use agent CRM, so once a lead signs up on your website, you can track their interest and have great follow-up conversations. Real Geeks is loaded with a ton of marketing tools to nurture your leads and increase brand awareness. Visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod and find out why realtors come to Real Geeks to generate more business. Again, visit realgeeks.com forward slash keeping it real pod. And now, on to our show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Keeping It Real, the largest podcast made by real estate agents and for real estate agents. My name is DJ Paris. I am your guide and host through the show. And in just a moment, we're going to be speaking with luxury international property realtor, Mark Castley. Before we get to Mark, a couple of quick announcements. First, we'd rarely ever ask our audience for anything except telling a friend. So please continue to tell friends about our show. But we are going to ask for one other thing just, well, probably not just this once, but today for sure, which is to leave us a review on whatever system you might be listening to this episode on, whether it's Apple Podcasts, formerly iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, etc. Whatever you're listening to us, please let us know what you think about the show. That helps with our visibility and also helps give us feedback about what you like and what we can do to improve. So please keep telling friends about us and take three, three seconds, leave us a review, let us know what you like about the show. We really, really appreciate it. Um, as always, thank you for continuing to support us and allow us to grow and help us get to the place we have now where we're 300 and almost 50 episodes. I think we've been doing this five or six years. It's all because of you guys. So really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. And now on to our interview with Mark Castley. Okay, today on the show, we have Mark Castley from luxuryproperty.com. Uh, now, Mark uh, Mark Castley has over 15 years of international real estate experience. He's covered the United States, Canada, the Middle East, Asia, and Europe, where he has coached and mentored top 1% agents. Mark is now the chief operating officer of luxuryproperty.com. He actually works on both the Dubai business and the digital side of the business, which has huge growth plans into the United States uh, for 2022. Um, I'd like everybody, if you haven't uh, ever visited luxuryproperty.com, if you're driving, <laughs> pull over or wait. But if you aren't driving, check it out. It is an amazing portfolio of uh, high high net worth uh, sort of real estate. And Mark is sort of in charge of, of, of a lot of the Dubai, the Middle East part of it. So we're really excited. And in all the years we've been doing the show, we haven't really ever talked about international real estate. And our audience is always asking about it. How does it work? 
What does it entail? Um, you know, if I have clients that are interested in sort of exploring those areas, what do I do? And Mark is here to talk about it. So Mark, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Such a lovely intro. I like that. Well, thank you. Uh, well, Mark has, has if you've noticed, I'm sure Mark has a, a lovely British accent and Mark is from Liverpool and I am uh, one of the biggest Beatles fans that I know. Um, so I got very excited when Mark told me he was from Liverpool, um, but uh, Mark has actually lived all over the world and uh, he's lived in the United States. He's, he's, lived, he's moved around in Asia, the Middle East. Um, so I would love Mark to actually go all the way back to the beginning of yep. your journey into real estate and then sort of get us up to where we are today, just because I think your story is particularly fascinating. Um, but tell us a little bit about why real estate and, and how you got, how do you got involved? It's, yeah, I will. It, it's funny because it's a, it's a question people often say to me is, you know, was this, was this what you wanted at school? And, and, and it wasn't, you know, when I was at school, I thought I was the best football soccer player, and, uh, and I wasn't, but I was confident this was me, you know, I'm going to be a professional. And mum used to say to me, you're not, or not, not you're not, <laughs> she was like, well, maybe you won't be, you know, you've got to have, have another plan. <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't need that. And then it, when it came about that I wasn't, you know, I wasn't a right fit for a career in soccer. Uh, dad said to me, well, look, you've got, you've got to get a job. And I was like, I don't really uh, haven't planned ahead for this. So what do I do? And he took me to uh, a local estate agent, you know, a real estate company on the high street. And I was 16, I think at the time, 17, maybe 17, but probably 16. Opened the door and I remember the guy, his name was Chris. And he said this, you know, he needs a job. And they were like, well, we're not recruiting. And, you know, he's clearly not of the age to be working. Well, and who we don't you? need a footballer in, in the yeah. office. <laughs> and, like, why are you in my shop? And he's like, just give him a job, any job. And they gave me uh, the tea boy job, which is, as it sounds, I was making tea and bringing biscuits. Um, and it was, you know, the, the, the salary on it was £60 a week, which is about $80 a week. Um, and I had to pay keep. And it was like, what is this? This is not a job. You know, that's not real. But this is, the, you know, the expectation first reality wasn't really there. But the guy who owned the company here, it was a franchise of a, a national uh, brand in the UK. And he owned quite a bit of property. And he was quite welcoming. And he was, you know, he, he taught me quite a lot. And he brought me up and, and let me go on some viewings. And what I realized really quick was real estate couldn't be really easy um, because I didn't have any outside influence. There was no, Mark, you should do this, Mark, you should do that. I was a daughter, went from a tea pourer to a door opener. And I figured that when I opened some doors, if I said certain things or if I worded something a certain way, I would, I would do a deal. And I, and I worked my way up and worked my way up. And all of a sudden, I was head of property management from T-Boy. And I was like, what is going on? Wow. This is great. Uh, and then from there, I, you know, my crew progressed into buying and selling properties. I think a lot of realtors uh, ventured down this path of flipping homes. Um, and I did really well. Um, I built up a deposit, ended up doing, we call it in the UK, um, day one lending it was. So with, I don't know how, I forget what it was called in the US, but basically I buy a property, undervalue, do some work to it and, and sure. flip it 
Um, yeah. All of that was done on an option agreement. It was making great money. And then all of a sudden, the market crashed. And I said to the missus, she was only my girlfriend at the time, I said, oh, no, uh, what do we do? <laughs> you know, like the market's crashed. You know, what, what next? So I looked at Dubai. And that, that was actually my first international stop, was over into Dubai, came over, uh, fresh off the boat, and... The goal was to just make as much money as possible. We just had the financial crisis. It was 2000, end of 2009, early 2010. Sure. And the market was like, it was a biased market, right? So I think if it's the only market that is is tough, really, is the, the plateau market. <laughs> if it's yeah. a seller's market, that's okay. If it's yeah. a buyer's market, that's okay too. You just got to adjust your game plan. And yeah, you pivot. Yeah. That's it. So this was a buyer's market. So we were pretty aggressive in terms of offering loan, getting deals done. And there was lots of business happening in the market picked up. And when we found out, you know, cut a long story short, found out I was having the little one. She's six now. When we found out about her, we, we were like, right, we probably need to stop what we're doing in Dubai, which is Rolex, Wayne Grover, business class here, do this, do this. And we've got a little person on the way that's rain all of that in as fast as possible. Moved over to the US and I was coaching. So I had quite a lot of the top 1% in uh, Florida. And it was just incredible. We lived in um, in Davenport, a couple of minutes outside of Disney, and we had a little girl, so sure. we were in every day, which is good fun. Um, but the goal was, you know, I was tasked to help real estate agents go from being a real estate agent into a real estate team. Yeah. So, you know, that's a, a common problem, isn't it, with the top 1% is it's not duplicatable, yes. there's no growth, and it's very much dependent on them doing activities. Scaling is very difficult when you get to a certain number of personal deals. And then you're basically back to trading hours for dollars and trying to figure out how do we get to that next level. And, and usually it involves building a team, but then, then the skill set changes, right? Like now you're managing and building a team yeah. versus just doing your own personal production. And that becomes a, a whole learning curve in and of itself. And that's the thing, right? So what I find is, and, I, and I, I teach this here, I teach this to anybody that will listen to me because I genuinely think this is the most important thing is you have to have a business model that closes strangers. And that's, if you can focus on closing people into commission checks that you've never met before and it wasn't a referral, then you have a duplicatable business model and we can scale that. The problem is if you've got a network at your soccer club or tennis club or whatever that might be, your country club, it's hard to duplicate that on a 10x scale with yeah. 10 people who can't enter that market. Right, because but, you can't just throw money at that situation. Right. What, what you can do is uh, you have to find other people and basically duplicate yourself, but they have yeah. to build those relate. Yeah, if you're working solely by sphere of influence, you can build a wonderful business, but it's yeah. not really a scalable business, right? Yeah, I think it's finite, you know, because there's only so much you can do and then the rest is help. So you bring help in and, and this was something I, I realized. So a lot of the a lot of the US and Canada bring in ISA services from uh, the Philippines. Yep. So I was like, okay, well, if this is the common trend, if we're going to bring an ISA in from Manila, I will go. So I went to Manila and I was training them for a couple of weeks. And it was really interesting, you know, to, to figure out 
the objections that they got, the you know the the concerns they had around the positions, and, and really understand everything about them. And that's something that made me realize when I went back to the US, and I'm talking about these amazing people in the Philippines who were just so much better than me on the phone, you know, and and that's the goal. You've always got to try and bring better people in, but. What was happening is people, the top 1% got to that level where the credit card was able to be run for anything they wanted. That wasn't the right move in the most part, because if you want to do a duplicatable stranger business and you've never made a cold call to a buyer before, you can't teach someone how to do it. Right. You know, and that's, that's the, that was the problem. So I went to Manila, figured this out, and it was super interesting. I mean, the biggest problem in Manila is Wi-Fi. Like it goes yes. down every 10 minutes. I, I, I know this because we have uh, help at our company um, via virtual assistants in the Philippines. We have seven of them who live all, all throughout the Philippines. And um, you're right. We're, I mean, they're just, they're exposed to tremendous weather. Uh, I mean, I think, I think they're considered the most vulnerable nation in the world for weather, for extreme weather. So their Wi-Fi, their electricity, um, it, it, it goes, yeah, it cycles. Yeah. And that was, that was something that was interesting because it made me realize, and we're forever learning and forever teaching ourselves and being taught by others, that to be successful, you have to understand every single part of your business before you can, you can educate on it because it's, it's not valid education otherwise. So if you pick the phone up and make 50 calls a day for the next couple of weeks, you're probably going to understand that a little bit better and be able to assist. And that was really interesting, you know, and uh, the coaching, I, I love coaching, you know, and I, I say this now, my, where I am now, this is my forever home. And I say that to everybody because I absolutely, I think I have the best job on the planet. Um, and, you know, it's, it's one of them where I'm trying to bring the best possible people in. And I'm always trying to bring people in who are better than me. And I think I'm the best in the world at what I do. Um, and I'm trying to find better than me. And successfully over the past couple of weeks, I've brought people into our business who were just incredible, but I've had to go through that process, right? You know, to see sure. what makes sense when they are, if they come to me and ask me a question, Mark, what do I do? And you don't know the answer. That's when, that's when you're on a, you know, a, a rapid decline. So yes, I think it was really important to go through that process. And, and that was, uh, it was good because we got to travel a lot. You know, it's good well, for them. I, I, I imagine. Um, but, you know, I want to just go back to something you've said, because we, we talked to so many top producers on the show who work uh, exclusively by uh, referral through, through their sphere yeah. of influence. Um, and you're right. At some point, they just hit a, a ceiling of, of there's only a certain amount of transactions they can physically do uh, in a given year. And it creates, as you said, a finite you know, sort of a growth potential or, or certainly of some sort of ceiling. And they then have to either find a partner uh, who maybe has a similar sort of business model, or maybe they start divvying up response, bringing on a team and divvying up responsibilities. And that frees up some more time for them to work their sphere more. But what we don't talk about a lot, and, and there certainly are agents I've interviewed who do talk about it, but a lot of people don't talk about it is this idea of adding in you know, working on internet leads, uh, working on, on, you know, a different, um, 
sort of the strangers, you know, trying to convert strangers, um, whether they're, it's an internet lead or, or through some other method, or you just meet somebody out somewhere, um, but trying to convert those into, into clients. A lot of agents have never really been taught that strategy and they don't realize that's something that can be taught. Like, as you were saying to ISAs can learn those skills because it's a very sort of specific set of skills that's teachable, it's repeatable, and it's something that you can invest in. And and used to scale your business. So I, I just wanted to, to make that point for anyone that, that didn't quite catch that, um, that Mark was, was saying, you know, that is a way, um, it maybe whether you think it's a, a good uh, idea or not depends on your own personality. And, and, but going through that process could really add a nice stream of revenue. Um, and it's something you don't really have to do. You can hire people to assist. You can hire lead providers. You can hire ISAs to take those calls and qualify people and get them on the schedule. And that's something that can sort of exist independently of an individual agent's time and energy. Yeah, it's, it's such a powerful uh, growth tool. You know, we see conversion rates across the world with different people I speak to from 0.2%, right the way up to 12% and so much higher, obviously, with referrals. So what you have to do is, I mean, I disprofile everybody, I disprofile myself, uh, my wife, and everybody I come into contact with just to better understand how to communicate with people. And, you know, I, I think you've, you've just got to put yourself in a position where you do something that matches your personality profile. If yeah. you're a high D, just don't advertise on Facebook. Right. You just can't. You're not going to be able to handle the hundreds of leads that you get through Facebook if you're right. a high D. It's just, it's stressful, you know, and, and there's different, I mean, that's a, an exaggeration, but you get it, right? There's got to be something that matches your personality profile and matches your bank balance and then gives you the return on your investment. You know, we we want to be looking at a 10X on any investment. Um, for every $1,000 you spend, you just have to be getting 10 back. And if, you're, if you've got that investment, it's not so, it's not so bad, providing the time spent isn't, isn't crazy. Yeah, it's really, really important, this idea of thinking about return on investment. It's it's very easy, I think, as a real estate professional or, or for our listeners to think exclusively about their sphere. And maybe that's where the majority of your thoughts should go, because those are people that are most likely to already know, like, and trust you, to use you in a transaction. And of course, that makes sense. Deepen those relationships. Keep keep those uh, those people close, as close as you can. But then it's like, okay, well, if that's what I'm best at, well, maybe I'm not great on the phone. I'm not great at, you know, cold door knocking, which, you know, probably in the day of COVID doesn't really now exist. But but just this idea of reaching out to strangers, maybe that's just not something I'm good at. So my me personally, I'm not a real estate producer myself um, because I, I do things like this, but um, I wouldn't be good at that. I'm good at deepening my relationships. So what I would consider doing is, is just like we we have for our, our uh, ISA team here at our company, which they actually help me recruit agents because I don't want to pick up the phone and make cold calls to other agents and say, hey, come over and join our company. We'd love to have you. But those calls are really powerful. And so I have a team of people doing that for me and they get lots and lots of appointments. So there are ways that, that you know, these outside and we live in this worldwide gig economy now and you just have the ability to hire people from for example the philippines from other places in the world that would be thrilled to to have this job um and you know there, there's just it's so great because my cold callers they make 
hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of cold calls a week for me to realtors saying, Hey, if you're ever thinking about joining another firm, we'd love to chat. And it's not, it's, 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 that's what they do. And it works out quite well for us. If I had to do it, I would have phone hesitation. I wouldn't want to just, I just wouldn't want to make 200 dials a day, which is what I used to do 20 years ago in a different industry. And I sort of know that's not really for me, but it needs to be part of my business. So I have other people assisting and then they, they, they set it up for me. And then hopefully I I close it. Um, So I'm so glad you mentioned that we don't talk about that enough on the show. Um, But I want to talk about luxury property as well, because .com, because this is such a cool, cool um, uh, company. Uh, The website is amazing. Um, Tell us, how did you get to luxury property? Um, by fate, really, it really was, you know, when the stars align and they really did align for this position, I had, um, quite a lot of coaching clients still in the U S and we came to Dubai, me, the missus and the little one, we were, we had to escape the UK because it was cold and COVID and nobody could do anything. So let's get back to Dubai as fast as possible. And I was dealing with my coaching clients in the UK and I really enjoyed it. And then by chance, um, somebody that I introduced to real estate about 12 years ago when I was first here, uh, reached out and was like, hey, look, you know, look at what we're doing at LuxuryProject.com. It's really good. He's still an agent here doing extremely well. He's one of the top agents in the country. So I was like, okay. Met the C, uh, CEO, Jason, who's genuinely the, he's just the, the best. Uh, his vision and, and everything, he, he's, he's the best. And we met, and you know, when you get on with somebody and it's like instant, uh, yeah. I, I want to work with you no matter what it takes because right. I see where you want to go. And it was one of them relationships where, he, you know, I think he could see incredible value in what I brought to the table. So I said, look, let's let's do this. So I came in, took over the, the sales team, and we started making incredible headway in the luxury space. So we play... In a, in a whole nother realm than quite a lot of other brokerages in, in, in the world, to be honest. And the reason we are able to do that is we generate leads at incredible price brackets just because of our URL. It's, it's outrageous, you know, luxuryproperty.com. You expect to see luxury property when you go on there. And then when you do, you're, you're like, this is amazing. And then if you actually want to buy it, you, you have that level of trust because our brand is so powerful. You come through, become a lead, and, and we definitely have options for you. So it's a real nice match that not a lot of others can uh, compete in that space because they're just um, traditional brokerages within the region that don't have that brand awareness. It's just outrageous, you know? It, it is interesting because my, my initial thought would be, high net worth individuals and, or we'll maybe call the mega high net worth individuals or the, or sort of the, the space you play in, um, those, you know, the, the, the prevailing sort of common sense, or I'll just say my own common sense, which is absolutely, I guess, wrong, but my, my, my thought would have been as a marketer, oh, those people don't go on the web to look at properties to the same extent that, that somebody who's not in that, in that, that sort of, you know, tax bracket might, um, and, no, what's so cool is, of course they do. They do just like anybody else, and they need a place to go and look for for these types of properties throughout the world. Um, yeah. And luxuryproperty.com has that. And 
it is amazing that you actually generate leads through that because again, you'd think, well, someone's not going to fill out a lead form who's, you know, their net worth is, you know, three or $400 million. No, I, apparently that that's exactly how it works because they're human beings, just like anyone else. They want to find property that appeals to them. Um, especially, uh, I imagine your average client when they purchase, for example, in Dubai, this is likely not their first home. I'm guessing this yeah. is, they have multiple, multiple properties. Um, do, do you have a, a, any sort of guess on, on what the average person, like the number of, of, of homes they may have throughout the world? It's, it's certainly got to be more than a few, I'm guessing. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, just to dial back into the, the lead gen side of it, which is so yeah. funny because I have the exact same outlook as you. Sure. My, my business model in real estate was if you advertise on a real estate portal, you're going to pay a lot more for your lead but it's going to be a lead who wants to buy some real estate. So it's worthwhile. And that's what we did. And that's what Dubai is built on two major portals here. You make loads of money from them. It's great, but it costs a lot of money. And when I was here, I was like, no way. I mean, I'm talking like senior politicians, um, but we've had just insane people come through our CRM. And Lots of non-disclosure agreements that probably yeah. get signed. <laughs> I'm still trying to not get in trouble now, but I'm looking at some of the things. And you see big deal, people. <laughs> yeah. So you see them come through, and you're like, Is that really that person? And then you, you know, when the guys call, and they're like, "Yep, that's that's who that was," and they'll take the call. And sometimes it's a PA or, you know, it's not always the road, but it's the, the transactions that we do are insane. And, and it really is like, it's, it's absolutely insane. But to go back to the question about how many homes, what we find is, and this is more of a coaching element. So the model is in any real estate across the planet, you need to be face to face with your clients to do business. And there's, there's just no other way to do it. So if you, if you try and do business any other way, you probably won't be as successful as if you're face to face. And what we found is because it's such a high volume area, you might speak to one guy who gives you one property over the phone and maybe you sell it, maybe you rent it, whatever happens. But if you get face to face with them, it's very rare you don't get their full portfolio from them. And it's interesting. Very rare, yeah, and it's very rare that it's less than 10 because wow. the people that you deal with here or it's a it's a, um, a melting pot of the world's wealthy. Yeah. So you meet people that, so I'm from a super working class part of the world where everybody where I'm from is from where I'm from. Yeah, and nobody it. moves to Liverpool. They're that's from it. Liverpool. That's yeah. it. I'm probably yeah. the only yeah. guy to ever escape. Me and the Beatles, that was it. And, it was, you know, so when you get here and you meet these people from all over the world with incredible wealth, what you find is they are um, successfully investing in real estate on a regular basis, making sure. incredible profits. So it's it makes sense to continue to put money in. We're very tax efficient here um, because there's no tax, um, so, which is great. So it makes sense to, to keep buying property. And then you find this people will send you a spreadsheet and say, here's what I have. And it's maybe 40 properties, 50 properties. Sometimes it might be six, but it's very rarely one or two because once you've been exposed to Dubai and being successful here, people continue to buy because it's mostly cash purchases. Sure. Um, 
finance is super cheap here anyway. You know, we, we, we follow a US model. So the finance in the US is super cheap at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. people can buy finance, but it's, it's pretty cash rich part of the world. And yeah, we find like, you know, we've got lots of crypto guys in the, in this space at the minute, you know, the, the probably the seven or $8 million and above, we've got lots of volume in the crypto guys. They're coming in and liquidating some crypto, buying luxury assets, which is, you know, which is fantastic. Um, and that, that part is, so we, we cover a million dollars right up to about um, three or $400 million. That's like our price bracket. Um, yeah. And what we found is right in the middle of that is where the, where the volume is. You know, if I sure. look, the, the number of leads we get on a daily basis, $25 million and above, is, um, you know, triple digits. Like, Every day. I mean. That's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Which is insane. And, the, and the thing is, when you've got, and this is, I tell, I tell my guys this all the time, the Dubai real estate model is non-exclusive in the most part. So the US model is everything's exclusive. Exclusive, yeah. Dual exclusive at very most, but 99% of the time, you take the listing, it's your listing, get it sold. Here, it's, you can hold off the listing if you want. No yeah. problem. So, you know, stock is king. If you've got good stock priced correctly with great images, great description, uh, video, drone, and you're driving traffic to it, there's there's buyers out there at all price points. What's it like to to work with somebody in that mega high net worth space? Meaning, how often is it a team of people that you now have to sort of win over? Not just the the principal person, the 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 you know the high net worth individual, but then also maybe a surrounding team of of advisors, of accountants, yeah. of of attorneys, uh, maybe even a publicist. Um, yeah. Does that come up a lot where you're dealing with with now a group of people who who support that person? Um, you know, I, I imagine in, in, in those types of clients, you, there are teams already in place and, and you get yeah. added to the team. Yeah, that's right. So um, there's a hierarchy to work through. Um, but the truth is, if, if it's ever, ever not an investment property, so if it's second, third, fourth home, if it's holiday home, if it's weekend home, because there's people in Dubai uh, who buy weekend property here sure. to live somewhere and then buy some somewhere for the weekend and it might only be 10 minutes away but it's a weekend property the truth is and it's the same in the us it's the same everywhere in the world that decision maker is the wife every time <laughs> <laughs> so every, she's the one to win over every single time so we've had we've had full teams come to market and there's a due diligence process there's a legal team review and contracts We've had press people, we've had security teams for top level politicians who are checking the, the access with the elevators and the uh, escape doors and all this type of stuff. Sure. But then if she doesn't like it, it's not getting bought. And that's, that's the, it's the same every time. So, so it's, it's uh, meet, the, uh, meet the, the spouse as quickly as possible and, and try to win, win over their, uh, their, their, uh, their approval uh, and trust uh, because they're the ones that are going to pull the trigger. That's, that just makes, you're right, it makes perfect sense. Of course it does. It's, it's the same with the condo I just bought with my, girl, uh, my girlfriend who, who we're not married. Uh, we, we hopefully will be. Um, but 
uh, even though it was my, my purchase, I really still had to have a very serious conversation because I said, this is where we're going to be living. What do we think? Which was really, what do you think? Are you ready to, to sign off on this? And, um, I, I had to get her, I had to get her sign off because, uh, I know, uh, from, from previous, uh, his, you know, mistakes I've made that, that if the partner doesn't sign off on it, um, yeah, you're, you're in, you're in for some trouble as, as the, as the spouse. So that makes perfect sense. And it's funny because, you know, when I moved to the US, what people used to say to me is the, the number one question I would get is, Mark, can you teach me how to sell in the million dollar plus price bracket? And often I would say, you already are. It's literally, you're doing the same thing. There's nothing different at all. It's the same process. The people are the same. There's, there's nothing different. You, I would prefer the $10 million price bracket or the 500 grand because the 1 million is there's a lot of ego there sure and and that's and that's and I don't mean this negative because I love everybody right. however there's a lot of ego around sure. that 1 million dollar price bracket and depending on your location maybe slightly different but when you then go into the ultra high net worth levels these guys are the easiest people to deal with you know, they're uh, the super chilled about decision making and there's no um, there's no stress around the low offer. I mean, I seen a property in the US today, you've probably seen it, it was dropped $30 million. It went from 110 to 80 million. Anybody doing anything like that is not that stressed over losing $30 million on, on real estate. So right. it's actually a much easier conversation. The million dollar price point brings egos and it's, it's a bit of drama. And then the, the sub 750 grand price point is, I think, is the dream uh, because you're dealing with that's what, you know, I don't broker because I think it's a conflict of interest if I do um, because I dish out the leads. So, you know, you don't want to be in a position where I get all the Hey, the, the boss is taking all the leads. Oh, that's, yeah. that's right, bro. Yeah. yeah. So I don't do it. Um, but if I did, I don't think I'd work with sellers. And I still think I'd probably sit at the half a million dollar price point because that's the type of people that I like to deal with, yeah. you know? So, and uh, you mentioned this before, but you've got to find the people that you, you really want to work with. So if you find the lead generation system that works for you, you find your niche in the market that should be duplicatable. But for me, it's like, you know, first time home buyers, uh, mover uppers, little kid, um, that's like, that's because that's who I am. You know, I've got a little kid, I'm a, you know, so that, so it's easy to talk to, it's easy to relate to. And they were the easiest people I, I thought to deal with. And you play at that, the million dollar price point is, it's a funny place. Yeah, because it's it's probably people who have earned their way up to a million dollars and they are very, um, you know, uh, there, there's a lot of fear about keeping it and, and moving it up. When, when you play in the ultra high net worth space, as you said, there's just less fear. There, there's there's okay. more teams in place. They, they're people that, you know, can maybe they've had generations of wealth. So it's really not something that concerns them on a, yeah. on a, you know, a, a, a level of a one transaction isn't going to make or break them. Um, so that yeah. makes perfect sense, but you're right. Like once you get to that million space, um, you, again, you might have people who, who are easy and wonderful, but you also might have people that just got their way there and have been moving up. And now all of a sudden, you know, 
I have I have family members like that 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 have the uh, a few that have just incredible estates, um, but not in the ultra high net worth space. These are people that have started from nothing and moved their way up, and um, and they're cash poor just like the rest of us, or mm-hmm. you know they're they're house poor, I guess you should say. Yeah. Um, and and they're stressed because they have to work, they have to keep their mortgage going, they have to you know pay the taxes, which might be you know a hundred thousand dollars a year, and so so these are um, so you're right. I, I totally understand that um, with these families family members, uh, I used to talk to them and say, wow, your life is when I was younger, so wonderful. They go, oh no, I'm as stressed out as anyone who, who, uh, you know, it's, they don't live month to month necessarily, but there's a lot of fear of if I lose my job, this all goes away. Um, that's sure. obviously a different type of fear that somebody in the high net worth space has. But on, I guess on the flip side, you then also have to make sure the team's on board with, they have a team with, with that particular investment or, or purchase. And I imagine things fall apart sometimes because of that. All the time. And I think, you know, that's when the stress really comes in on the broker level. Sure. Because the you have no control over that. Yeah. And if you're in a position where you have uh, a deal to go through and you're, you're making $100,000, $200,000 from it, in some cases, four or $500,000 commissions on transactions. Huge. And it doesn't go through. It's oh. painful. You know, it's like, so we, we, our training system and within our company is really robust. So we can bring non-experienced younger brokers through the ranks and, and have them top producers really quick. But for a 24-year-old kid fresh off the plane who's older, you know, maybe making a hundred thousand dollars and then they're not, it's an emotional roller coaster. For oh, them. for sure. It's really interesting. Well, and there must be tremendous competition in Dubai as well on the on the broker side. I, I mean, there has to be because of, of course, the the sort of amount of commissions that are at stake. So you have tremendous competition, I'm sure. Um, yeah. What do you think it is that luxury property, again, also uh, aside from having an amazingly user friendly website with with really cool properties to to per- peruse, um, but what is it that you think your team does differently than? some of the other shops out there that are trying to capture that same business in your area? So we do a lot of ongoing personal development. And, and that comes from um, not, not a lot of other companies have somebody in post with experience across the world who can handle objections. Because if you think, you know, let's say you're a British guy who moved from the UK to Dubai and set up a real estate company and you do really well and that's great. But to develop your agents and and the types of clients that we get in Dubai are multinational. So we do business all over the world comes to Dubai. So the fact that I've been able to travel across the world, the fact that the owner Jason's traveled across the world, and quite a lot of our brokers have, allows us to put ourselves in a position where we don't lose deals because of lack of education. And in the most part, deals, that's why they fall off, right? Sure. You must have seen so many times, buyer wants the property, seller wants to sell, agent messes the deal up, deal doesn't happen. (laughs) It's insane, right? So we don't have that problem at the company because we have daily personal development. So we just launched something called the 5am club. Now I live out on the, you know, the Palm Islands you've seen, it's called Palm Island. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, so, so that's I live out there and 5am every Monday, the whole office is invited to my house we all get changed. We go on a run. We do some exercise. We get breakfast. And then we have a mastermind. Now, 
that's got it ticks so many boxes. It's great for retention. It's great for team morale. But the truth is, what the what happens there is anybody who's willing to give me a five a.m. start and come on a run with me, they deserve to mastermind with the best in the business. And what you find is you get the brand new rental agents who are hungry. And we've got the number one, two, and three brokers in Dubai work in this office. So if you can have breakfast with them every Monday and pick their brain and understand them, that's the type of thing we do that others don't. We also do something really cool. We did it today called Deal Clinic, where I bring as anybody's welcome in the office. It was 65 brokers. It's an office-based job. So you know people come in. We sure. normally get about 25, 30 in the room. And what I say is, okay, pick a deal. So somebody will be working on a deal and I'll write it out on the board and we'll say, okay, tell me about the buyer, tell me about the seller, what's the dynamics of the deal and sure. why is it not over the line yet? But instead of me just answering the questions, everybody in the room does, what yeah. about this? And why don't you do this? So I remember I said this one time and what that does, builds community within the team, which is, which is amazing, but also it gives peer information of this guy is really good so if there's a referral to pass out to he's sure. in the room and then all of a sudden we do multiple transactions that i genuinely don't believe would have happened if we didn't have this ongoing personal development and what that ultimately results in is great service for a client so if somebody comes through whether they're ultra high net worth or not they have to get the best possible service from us and if we've got all of this going on in the background to help, they should, you know, they should get this world-class service from us because that's what we're set up to do. And sure. all of the little details we do in the background really point towards the success of the agents. And it's probably, I'm guessing, no different than most of the brokerages here uh, locally in Chicago, at least, that I'm familiar with, which um, are, are lovely firms. There's lots of great firms with wonderful resources and great technology um, and, and great brands. Um, but that idea of ongoing actual skill development, I won't even call it training because training is too generic and training, everybody says they do training, but offering skill development and tr like just this idea of once a week, we get in a room and we talk about our deals, if nothing else. And yeah. somebody says, well, here's the sticking point with this one transaction. Here's where I'm stuck. I'm not sure where to go. Um, at the very least, you're going to get, as you said, you, you maybe find a referral partner, but even if not, not if you don't find that, you're going to get options because people are going to say, yeah. well, try, like you said, try this, try that. And if nothing else, it just builds more, more quivers in their, in their, um, in, in, or more arrows in their quiver. Sorry. Um, but again, just skill development is something that I have found to be at most firms severely lacking here, here in our local area, not to here to criticize any firms because there's lots of great ones, but it is shocking how rare it is. And then how for the firms that do offer it, um, a lot of agents don't participate in it. And it seems to me like, boy, skill development is, well, you, you know, you were uh, on your way to being a, a professional, uh, you know, football player. I mean, you know, discipline and skill development is everything. It's everything. And the thing is, and, and this, the, the harsh truth is the only reason that other companies don't do it. And I, I never say anything by the way to any company on the planet. Of course. Because I think everything is, um, everybody runs their own business separately. But the only reason you don't do skill development is if you can't. Right, Exactly. And that's it, right? You know, and so it's not a negative, really. It's it's a different business model. They don't have the staff in place to do it or whatever. That's, that's probably the reason, right? Because if you have a business, the best way to make money 
is have skilled uh, employees. So if you've got a real estate company and you've got skilled real estate agents, everybody makes more money. So if you have the ability to uh, empower your agents with new skills every week, you would. And I'll tell you why. There's no better feeling, and you'll, you'll back me on this, I'm sure, than if somebody offered me $100,000 cash or the ability to see one of my agents make $100,000 because of me helping them, I would, I would take the agent every time. Yeah. Every single day of the week, I would say, I, I want them. I want them to make money because of something I've helped them with. Sure. That feeling beats 100 grand every day of the week. And Absolutely. when people come into me and say, Mark, what do I do? And then I say, here's what we're going to do. And then I bring the top performing agents in Dubai and say, what do you think we should do? And then I bring the CEO in and he says something. And then we bring everybody else in. And all of a sudden, this person who had no access to education has got some of the top people on the planet helping them with a rental contract. It's just outrageous. And, yeah. and that's the difference, right? Is that that feeling is just, you cannot beat it. When somebody yeah. says, thank you, I made money because of you. Yeah, you, you, you win. Well, it's, it's that expression, um, similar, to, uh, not not a perfect uh, corollary to this expression, but but it, I think it makes sense where you say like a rising uh, tide uh, raises all ships, right? So this idea that everyone in the firm comes together to help uh, the agent, maybe it doesn't directly benefit that top producer to help you know, the, the, the new guy. Uh, but it really does, because if that little, if that new guy can get some deals closed, that helps the brand and that's going to help the top producer, all of it, all of it works together. And there's, again, there's just a lot of joy in, in helping somebody and seeing them be successful. And it's great that you foster that sort of environment where it's not so much about competition because you were sort of saying this earlier when you said other other businesses, um, other real estate brokerages in your area, you're like, Hey, there's room for everybody. Um, there, there's room. Yeah. Like there really is, man. There's space for everyone, isn't there? And that's the thing. There's seven and a half thousand real estate agents in Dubai. It's a pretty small place in comparison to the the actual available units that are here. Uh, but there's still space for us all. And and that's that's the thing, isn't it? You know, you've just got to make sure you take your piece of the pie, and and you've got to make sure that piece of the pie is big enough for it to be worthwhile. And and that's it, right? You know, there's there's space for everyone. So I love it in this conversation, you've done, done a few things. Number one, you've reiterated the importance of coaching or skill development, which, uh, I mean, if we think about, you know, you, you're, you're a former athlete and obviously still a very fit person, you know, the importance of coaching, right? Every athlete almost on the planet has a coach, whether they're amateur or professional, um, you know, certainly the professionals all have coaches. And, yeah. and then we also talked about this myth of that you really busted, uh, or, or, you know, um, sort of really uh, got me, my, my mind's almost a little scrambled, but this idea that high net worth people are, are in some ways, just like the rest of us, they're going on websites, they're looking at properties, they're submitting um, requests to, to see a property or to learn more about it. Um, that blow that blows my mind, but of course that makes perfect sense. You know, they're human beings, just like the rest of us. They, they have their internet on their phone, just like the rest of us. So they're just playing. They're not going to Zillow because yeah. Zillow doesn't really, uh, I, I mean, sometimes they might be, but that really isn't, catering to their particular needs. And then yeah. this idea of also treating your business like a business and finding other ways to, as you were saying, like to 10X, you know, we hear about that a lot. There's a lot of uh, gurus out there talking about scaling and, and, and how do you 10X or 100X? And it's like, well, 
if you're if you're trading hours for dollars, which is really what most realtors, even though that's not exactly the job, but at some point you do sort of just hit, I've only got so many hours in the day to stay in touch with my sphere, to meet new people. And then you can say, okay, well, that part I can't really duplicate. Maybe that's just... It's too, uh, it's too intimate. I have to keep those relationships. And now I can add, you know, this other thing where maybe I'm buying leads from a lead provider, or maybe I'm generating them through, through my own website, like luxuryproperty.com, which again, it's just blowing my mind that you guys get that kind of, um, uh, that kind of client that visits the site and, and also raises their hand to say, I want to learn more. Um, I just assume people don't play in that space. Of course they do. And so I want everybody to check out luxuryproperty.com because not only is it a, a, a great search engine for, for properties, uh, in that whole ultra high net worth space, but notice how, how, how it's laid out. What I particularly love, and I just, from a user experience perfect per, perspective, I love this because all it has on the, what we call above the fold, which means when you visit a website and you just see what you see without scrolling. So it's typically called above the fold or above the scroll. And you have nothing in there other than a search engine and, and a lovely picture of Dubai in the background. And that's all you need because if you're at luxuryproperty.com, the, of course, the, the URL says what it is. I don't think there needs much explanation. You don't need a tagline above the search bar that says, find your next luxury property because of course they're at luxuryproperty.com. I love the minimalism of that above the fold. And, and it seems sort of silly and maybe a point not worth mentioning, but I assure you, if you make things easy for people to search for whatever it is you're selling, then you're going to just have people use the, 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 the website more effectively. And I love that you guys went real minimal above the fold. Below the fold, there's all sorts of information about who you guys are and what you do and, and your leadership. And, and, and that's wonderful too. And there's just amazing things below, as you scroll. But I love the fact that you very intentionally put nothing almost at, at the top other than please search for properties is essentially what it's asking me to do. And of course, there's no real other option. I'm either going to search or I'm going to scroll and learn about Then I'm going to go back up to the top and search. And, yeah. and I want to make that point because realtors oftentimes build really extravagant websites with really cool cutting edge sort of features that don't necessarily translate into leads. So I love the fact that you guys went really, and I don't, I don't want to say simple because simple sounds like it's unsophisticated. It is not, but I just love that simple almost always wins the game, or I should say direct, direct wins the game. It does, man. I think, you know, that's something you see, uh, not just on, online, you see this with real estate agents, newly licensed or trying to reinvent when they, they find things to do that don't result in commission checks. And that can be, hey, look, I've got the best website in the world. And say, okay, sure. great. Um, did you get any traffic or any leads from it? Not yet, but look what it can do. And it's like, okay. And then they say, oh, look at my business card. If you scan it, it's a VR of me dancing. Yeah. Like, well, that's amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. That's amazing. But if you keep it simple and you go, you go meet a buyer face-to-face, and you show them a property that he wants to buy, that's where the value is. <laughs> you sure. know, that, that's it. It's all, and you keep it as simple as possible. And that, that's the same here. You know, it, it really is. That's, that's the same here. The goal is keep it as simple as possible. Go and show somebody something they're going to fall in love with and get an offer accepted on it and move on to the next. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. And, and for everyone listening, if we think like, okay, what are the action steps here? Well, if you do have clients in this sort of ultra high net worth space, 
um, you need to be aware of a website like luxuryproperty.com because even if your clients are only moving within the United States and if they have properties throughout you know, the, the coasts and, and wherever else they may live, they are might not think about uh, international as an investment or having a, a weekend home. And as an agent, you have this amazing ability to visit a, a, a website like Luxury Property, find some of those ideas and say, hey, I was thinking about you, Mr. or Mrs. Client. And I just saw this, and I don't know if this appeals to you or not, but I just wanted to let you know, I was thinking about you. Check this out. This, this might be something that, that you want to take a look at. And if nothing else, that makes you look incredibly valuable to somebody. Because I, I know it, at some of those high net worth levels, uh, they love people bringing them ideas, whether it's yeah, a business cool. idea or, or something. So you as an agent have this great ability for any of your clients that, that play in that higher space to be a, be a visitor to luxury property yourself, luxuryproperty.com and take a look and see what they offer and then pass it over to your clients. And then remember, you can then submit, uh, if, if you wanted a referral, you would, Mark's uh, team has some of the best agents. They have the top three agents in all of Dubai. And they only have 65 agents out of 7,000 something uh, in the Dubai area. So obviously their team can take great care of your client, but you need to be the one to facilitate that, that, that idea. And what a great website that anybody can use it's not behind a paywall. It's not limited to, you know, some sort of, uh, and anyone could access it and your team will sort of take it from there. And I, I just, I just love yeah. that. Absolutely. I mean, when, um, whenever I speak to guys in the U S I always say it's insane how much traffic we get from the U S so there's clearly a demand there. Um, so if you have clients, you know, Typically, it's a million dollars plus, but in the most part, it's it's ten million dollars and above. Yeah. But you will have clients like that, and if you do, we would be happy to help. My, uh, if it's okay with you, you can share my email. Uh, however, please, you want to, please. It's, it's just Mark M A R K at luxuryproperty.com. And people send me stuff every day. Whenever I do podcasts, I get the best replies from people. I absolutely love it. Um, I was on a podcast a couple of weeks ago. Somebody listened and jumped on and said, Mark, I'm moving to Dubai next week. Uh, yeah, um, this, is, this is awesome. I tell you, this is why video is so important. Um, she said to me, Mark, I'm moving to Dubai, uh, 14th of February. Um, rather than send you a long email, I've done a video for you. So I was like, yeah. okay, clicked into the video. Hey, Mark, I'm moving to Dubai. I want to come and work for you. And I was like, yeah. That's just amazing. She was on a Zoom and she starts next month. I was like, this. That's why video is so cool, isn't it? Like, it's, it's so cool. Best, it's the best way to do things. But um, I always meet great people when I do podcasts. So I would love for anybody to reach out. Even if you've just got questions on Dubai, like some people just say, like, tell me about Dubai, man. <laughs> and it's, it's good, you know, because it's, it's an unknown still. People know a little bit about it, but it's still an unknown, right? Well, I'll, uh, I, I, uh, my girlfriend will probably, I know she, we've mentioned going to Dubai on a trip, uh, at some point in the future. So we'll, uh, maybe we'll come uh, on a Monday and do your 5am run. No, we'll be sleeping, but, but, uh, but I love the fact that you, that, that you have that and that you, you know, um, this, this ongoing skill development and giving people things that will help them that they can say yes to, you know, they, they can choose whether they want to be there at 5am, which is not an easy ask. And, yep. um, but, but the people who show up, 
you know, that demonstrates a level of commitment. And that's the team that that Mark uh, has built and continues to, to, to build and thrive in Dubai. So for everyone listening, check out luxuryproperty.com. It's just a really cool resource, uh, if nothing else, to see how the other half live, right? There's that. And then also, it, it, it just expands your own understanding of what real estate at those price points look like. So that if you do come across high net worth or ultra high net worth individuals, you now have a, a conversation starter. Um, um, you have something to, to bring to the table because, of course, um, you, you would need to to be able to play in that space. Or if nothing else, I've got a great team over in Dubai that would love to chat with you. That's the way I would present it. And that sort of lets you off the hook of, of knowing some of the intricacies around taxes and, and, and rates and, and, you know, what's a good deal and what isn't. Um, but um, you can be the, the matchmaker, so to speak. Um, so, Mark, I, I would love to thank you for, for being on our show. This was really a lot of fun for us. And I'm so grateful. By the way, we should mention Mark is doing this really late at night. He's in a suit. It looks great. And, uh, you know, he was, he, we started this at 9 PM. So what a great guy for, for staying mm-hmm. on being part of our show. Re- really, we appreciate it. So on behalf of the listeners, thank you for staying up and giving us some, some great advice. And also, by the way, Mark's a real estate coach. He has lots of great things to, to say. So hopefully you guys got some great actionable steps. I, I I'll some, be summarizing those in the show notes um, for everyone listening, but on behalf of the audience, we thank Mark for staying up late. He's got a little one at home. He's got a wife. They would prefer that he's home. And he took time out of his day to do this so he can hustle home, spend time with them. Uh, and also on behalf of Mark and myself, we want to thank our audience for continuing to listen, support our show. Um, we're just asked that everybody do two quick things, actually three quick things. One, visit luxuryproperty.com, get familiar with their website, bookmark it, make it, check it out at once a week, go in there, take a look, see what's available, um, see, see how those properties look like. See if you can step up your own listings with some of the ways that they, uh, you know, showcase the, 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 the or highlight the, the benefits of certain properties. You can take that and distill it down into your own market. Um, number two, please tell a friend about our podcast. The best way that we grow is by agents telling other agents what we do. So if there's an agent that you're aware of that could go to, wants to go to that next level, isn't quite there yet, send them over to our website, keepingitrealpod.com. Every episode we've ever done is you can stream right through there. If they're already a podcast listener of sorts, just have them pull up a podcast app, search for Keeping It Real, hit that subscribe button. And I'm sorry, the third thing we'll ask is please leave a review. Let us know what you think of the show. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. So if, if you're on uh, iTunes or now called Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Pandora or Google Play or Stitcher, Anywhere you're listening to podcasts, let us know what you think of the show. This helps us continue to improve and also gets us more visibility to reach more uh, more realtors to learn from, from top people like Mark. So Mark, thank you so much on behalf of everyone here at the show. I uh, really appreciate your dedication and time. Um, you were a wonderful guest and we will see everybody on the next episode. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Ben.